Hi, this is Ann Webb, the Animal Intuitive. I just wanted to let you know that this video starts with a lesson about metal element, and then it moves into acupressure point demonstrations. As always, if you'd like to watch me demonstrate those points, you can do that by going to the Animal Intuitive channel on YouTube, and I will have that link in the description below. Also, I have some classes starting very soon for animal communication, and if you would like more information about those, please also follow the link for those in the description below, or just go to my website, intuitivetouchanimalcare.com, or email me at n with an e at intuitivetouchanimalcare.com. I always appreciate you listening and your positive reviews and likes, and I want to thank you for those. I hope you find this episode helpful. Hi there, welcome to the Animal Intuitive Show. This is Ann Angela Webb, the Animal Intuitive. And tonight we are going to be talking about metal elements. So when an element is out of balance in our pets, it can affect their temperament, their behavior, and even their physical well-being. So tonight I'm going to talk to you about how metal element can affect your pet and maybe even you. Come on all you doggies, won't you walk with me? So I'm Ann Angela Webb, the Animal Intuitive, as I said, and I'm a nationally certified animal acupressure and massage practitioner and professional animal communicator and teacher. And as I mentioned, tonight I'm going to be talking about metal element. Metal element is associated with the fall season, which in, of course in the U.S. we are in the fall season. So I'm also going to be showing you a little bit later in the video some acupressure points that you can use to help your pets at home. And if you are in the chat, um, I just want to welcome you. Hi, Mel Mac. Thank you so much for, for your comment. I appreciate that. And I always want to help people learn and, you know, grow more. So thank you for being here. Oh, you're from North Carolina. Wonderful. Um, so I want to tell you a little bit of a story as I like to do with these, um, with these, uh, well, of course, oh, you, so Mel Mac, you've been here long enough to know that sometimes I have a little bit of a problem with my, um, system. And once again, here we are having a problem. My pictures aren't here, so I'm just going to bring them in because I want to talk to you about Beatrice. There she is. Okay. So Beatrice. Hi, Matt. Thank you so much for being here. Okay. Alrighty. Beatrice. Beatrice um, is a kitty cat. And Beatrice was found at about six weeks old, she was with her siblings. Oops. Let me put me back here. <laughs> I lost myself on the screen. You got all my... Uh, hold on one second. Showing my computer instead of the video, so let me just make sure I get back here. There we go. Okay, so... Yes. <laughs> I like this picture. I chose Beatrice uh, to be this cat. Beatrice is not actually a client of mine. She's sort of, I wanted to give you um, 
a cat, sort of a, a picture of a cat that might apply to, to Beatrice. So Beatrice was found in the woods by someone who lived nearby in late September um, in the U.S. in the fall. So she was with four siblings and she didn't have her mother with her. They didn't have the mother. So this person takes in the kittens. They appeared hungry. They didn't look well. And she did look to see if the mother was coming back, um, but she didn't. So they decided to take these kittens in because they didn't look like they were doing too good. So they eventually, I guess, I guess we would say maybe the next day, they took them to a shelter and dropped them off. And as, as a couple months went by, the siblings gained a lot of weight. Um, they got past that eight-week stage where they could be adopted out. But Beatrice kind of stayed the run of the litter. And she just didn't look quite as good as the other kittens. So the other ones got adopted. Beatrice was left behind. So yeah, these are babies. They were just about, the other ones get adopted out. Beatrice is left behind. They've already had their mother kind of disappear. And now Beatrice is alone. So they get Beatrice better. They've had, so they've had some respiratory infections, but they get Beatrice better. A family comes and takes her in and they take good care of her and they get her veterinary care and by the way, I'm not a veterinarian, so anything I say here, do not take to be veterinary advice. Um, you know, always make sure you have your animals checked out by a good veterinarian. Um, this is just for educational purposes. So Beatrice went on to struggle with allergies, and her allergies would include some, also some coughing, some wheezing. It would come into sometimes season more in the fall, or would happen more in the fall season, and sometimes she would even have asthma. And at times her, her nose would run. She also had some stomach issues where they would try different foods. They would try all sorts of things, but nothing would seem to, to work for her. And she would often have loose stools. Also, her coat was kind of dull. Beatrice also has a favorite toy. She carries it everywhere. Um, it's a little stuffed, uh, fluffy toy. And she gets very upset if the toy is taken away or misplaced and she cries incessantly if she can't find it. If her family um, goes away on vacation and she's left to have like a sitter come take care of her, she doesn't do very well. They come home and they find that she's um, been kind of reclusive, that she hasn't wanted the people to pet her. Um, she's been sort of depressed not really eating very well. And when they come home, sometimes her allergies and her respiratory issues are even worse. And sometimes her, um, her potty issues are even worse. So, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. People just drop off pets. I know that happens a lot. Um, so, and how cool that you live on a farm. Well, that's nice. Um, let me tell you a little bit. We'll come back to Beatrice. So in traditional Chinese medicine, um, as I said, fall is associated with metal element. 
metal element is the element of structure. Um, it includes Lung, who is known as the official who receives pure energy from the heavens, and large intestine. First, I'm going to talk to you about Lung. Um, so I've talked about in other videos how for each element you have, usually, in most of them, you have two paired organ systems. So you, for this one is Lung and large intestine. So the Chinese saw autumn as a time of harvest, as, as Mel, you would probably be familiar with if you live on a farm. I'm not sure what kind of farm, but it's a time of harvest in preparation for the winter. It's a season of completion um, and perfection, they consider it. And it's also a time of death and decay and uh, going back to the materials going back to the earth to prepare for spring growth. So they're going to be under the ground and preparing for the spring. It's a time of harvesting those crops and that corresponds to us of course, and animals. It corresponds to our need to sort of start to take in resources to slow down and prepare for the winter. Animals do the same thing in the wild and you may even notice that your pets at home start to, to kind of slow down a little bit. They store seeds in the wild and nuts and other nutrition to get ready for winter. So the lungs exist obviously uh, physically in the body in the chest area above the diaphragm and they filter the air we breathe which, which oxygenates our blood and they expel the carbon, carbon dioxide through exhalation. And hello to anyone who's joining. Hello, Dave. Thank you so much for, for coming in from Australia. Um, yeah, so I think everything, yeah, that kind of corresponds to things wanting to sort of, you know, yeah, nest up, be safe. I think, you know, you would be thinking of it differently depending on where you are. Like maybe in Australia, you wouldn't be you're going into a different season, right? You're going into summer, maybe, or spring? I'm not sure. So tell us. It'd be interesting to know what you're... I think you are. You're going into warmer weather, I think. Um, so the lungs draw in chi from the air and circulate the chi and send it downward where the kidneys grasp it. The lung also helps to circulate defensive or protective qi, or wei qi it's called. In traditional Chinese medicine, the skin can be viewed as a third lung in the sense that the skin breathes and helps with the exchange of gases. So in traditional Chinese medicine, the lung official controls this exchange. Ah, okay, so in Australia it is spring. Okay. So it's interesting. In other parts of the world you're watching this, you'll be... This still applies, even if it's not your season. So think about this in terms of your pets and how this might apply to them. Uh, and it could apply to you as a person, too. Some of these things might sound familiar. Okay, so... The way she circulates the on the surface of the body, pr providing protection from external pathogens, so, for example, a cold. Together, the skin and the lungs both combine to form the body's first line of defense against external insult and injury. So the basic 
concept is that um, when we talk about chi, which I, I'll just go back just to kind of highlight this, chi surges throughout the body. It's the vital source of life. So when we're bringing in chi from the air, this is energy that we're bringing in, and then we're um, it's transforming it when it goes through the lung. The Chinese think of it with traditional Chinese medicine and acupressure, acupuncture, as becoming part of our vital life force energy. So an imbalance in qi can cause disease and illness. This imbalance is most commonly thought to be caused by an alteration in the opposite and complementary forces that make up the qi, which are called yin and yang. So if the lung official, often the things in Chinese medicine are referred to in terms of government, you'll see, or royalty. So if the lung official is out of balance, there can be physical problems. For example, congestion breathing issues, allergies, face, sinus. So the head is considered all part of the lung. They say that the lung, um, it's just all connected. So you, I mean, think about it. It's going up to the sinuses. Um, it's bringing in the air to the lungs through the nose. It's the first line of defense, the head. So these respiratory problems can be seen as the inability of the lung to disperse and descend, so bring the air in and down, the chi energy, transform it into chi energy, and bring it down and disperse it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing, Dave. And also, Dave has a great show, Seeking the Truth with Dave. I am a True Crime fam, fan. I talk about it all the time. And he has a great show, Seeking the Truth with Dave. So if you like this show and it is helpful, please do like, subscribe, share. It really does help. So um, dogs and cats with these respiratory issues may also exhibit skin issues. So the skin is considered sort of the external physical manifestation and, and also body hair. So um, in an animal... It's, it's the skin uh, and then also the coat. So if the animal's coat is dull and lifeless or if it's greasy going kind of in the opposite direction or they have dry skin or dry spots or they have uneven hair growth or rashes or if they're excessively scratching or like biting at their skin, uh, these are all signs that they may have an imbalance in the lung. Also, skin eruptions and bumps you might see. Oh, thank you so much, Dave. Dave is wonderful. He's really doing some amazing work over there, I'm telling you. If you like true crime, go check him out. Him and he has a partner named Red X Files. Check her out. So, large intestine is what's called the the yang so long as the yin meridian large intestine is the yang meridian of these of this paired meridian pair so um yes the the humans i almost banned you i'm sorry <laughs> hit the wrong button you almost banned somebody yes the two-legged humans go through the same thing so you know it's hard to know exactly how 
those who began traditional Chinese medicine 3,000 years ago, it, it, it seems like perhaps it was taken from observing uh, a lot of different things, the environment, nature, maybe animals, but it first was applied to humans. So they did acupuncture with humans, and then eventually we uh, did start to apply it to animals. So I, I practice acupressure, which is, I'll show you some examples further into this. And then of course there's acupuncture with the needles. Dander could be a sign, yes, um, of imbalance in the lung. So the large intestines physiology, so the way we might think about it in Western medicine is just that, you know, it receives food and water from the small intestine and it temporarily stores and excretes waste. That's this is function. It's also responsible responsible for the absorption of water. In traditional Chinese medicine, the large intestine is called the official, once again, this is the government terminology of drainage and dregs or the drainage ditch. So you can see probably the connection between the two. It's responsible for taking impurities out of the body. So in traditional Chinese medicine, the I keep saying that, I'm sorry, I'll stop repeating myself. The large intestine is also um, thought of as returning the usable water it removes to the lungs. So you see how these all work together. That's why they're paired, meridians. And, you know, also, although it's paired with lung to perform this function, it also removes waste products, not just of the in the digestive process, but it also helps with other officials and in the body. If it's out of balance, you can see how other officials in the body suffer since their waste is left unattended. And it's interesting because there's in all of the elements, there's actually a, there's a smell associated. So there's color, sound, smell, uh, direction, west is the direction for metal, rotten is the smell. So if you notice that your pet has a rotten smell, that could be a sign of a metal imbalance, but we'll get, I'll get more into the signs too. So the oxygen uh, that the lung takes into the body provides the key which unlocks or makes available most of the, the value of the food that the dogs and the cats eat to fuel their bodily processes. So there's another link to uh, sort of the, just the digestive system between lung and the digestive system. So physical signs of imbalance in the large intestine, back to Beatrice, the kitty cat, diarrhea, constipation. So we had that with Beatrice. We talked about also her respiratory issues, that she had the respiratory infection as a kitten, uh, that that kind of started her off in life. She was born in the fall season. Just because a human or an animal is born in the fall season doesn't mean they're going to be metal element. However, it is kind of interesting. A lot of times I do find that animals and humans do uh, connect, their, their element does connect to 
or their main element. A lot of times you have two or you have one that's primary and then maybe another one. A lot of times their primary element, I find, does have something to do with the season they were born in. Not always, though. It doesn't have to. So some characteristics of imbalance with the metal element and, and primarily this, this kind of more so applies to large intestine, but so doesn't like change to the point where they may have an anxiety issue or potty problems. Holds on to toys, for example, difficulty letting go, material objects as well as non-material objects. So when we think about Beatrice, she had issues when her family would go away. She didn't like that change. She began to have potty problems when her family would go away, and she sort of just had on and off potty problems anyway. And then holds on to things. So she held on to her toys. Uh, she had a difficulty letting go of that material object and kind of difficulty letting go of her family when they would go away. Now, some of this is you know, if an animal's family goes, goes away, a lot of times animals will have a problem with that. They may be upset. So it doesn't necessarily mean that your animal is, has an out of balance metal element. It's when you look at the whole picture, but also excess grief. Now grief is the real emotion that's associated, especially with lung, but with metal element. And it's interesting because if you, you may even see like the cheeks falling down with grief, like think about when someone's very sad or upset, they're kind of, their face falls down. Remember I talked about how uh, lung is associated with the face, with the sinus, with cheeks falling down corresponds to that. So if an animal perhaps had the loss of an animal friend, so also, uh, I forgot to mention, of course, going back to Beatrice, that she had her siblings go away. She was left in the shelter and also their mother. They were uh, disconnected from their mother at an early age. And they also, they went to a foster home, then they went to a shelter. They were, t the kittens were taken away. The, her siblings were taken away. Then she uh, went to a new home. So that's a decent amount of change that can affect an animal. Change of location, such as living with a family, but then the family moves. Or for instance, if you have a horse and you move the horse to a new barn and they leave their horse friends behind in the old barn. So some amount of grief is normal. So if an animal's partner dies, their little best friend in life dies, it's understandable that they're going to have some grief, but then animals tend to be able to move on. Sometimes it's easier for them than humans. So if you find that your animal is really kind of hanging on to that, they can have an imbalance of metal element if the grief is really carrying on excessively for an excessively long time. So I just wanted to talk about... Uh, some other issues like uh, more associated with this is more like mental or personality issues that could be signs of an imbalance of large intestine and mental me metal element. So 
rigidity, which can be associated with the body, which includes the, well, I'll show you the meridians when, when I'm done talking about this. I'm going to show you the acupressure points, and you'll see where the meridians are on the body. And the rigidity in the body may show up along the meridian pathway, which is interesting. So the meridians are the lines that are associated along the body with the organ system that we're referring to. I'll show you in the pictures if you're not familiar. And it may show up as a restricted or frozen joint. And that may include the carpals or the wrists, the uh, elbows, the shoulders. The color also, I didn't mention this, is gray or white. So that's a little bit hard. With humans, that could be something where you'll see like a white or a gray pallor to the human skin. But in dogs and cats, you may see a white or grayish hue to their coats or their overall body coloration that maybe is premature. You know, sometimes as animals get, get older, they're just like humans. They may turn white or gray, but this might be not appropriate, age appropriate, let's just say. And also, uh, so going back to the personality things that can be associated with metal element. Animals that have a balanced metal type. I'm actually going to give you the example of my cat, Gracie. And I meant to post a video of her and I forgot to upload it, but Gracie, so goodbye Beatrice. We're going to say Beatrice got better because she got some holistic care and some acupressure and proper veterinary care and everything and now she's great. So <laughs> she's fine, so we take her away. So I'm going to show you a picture of my kitty Gracie. She's a pretty good example of metal element that's pretty well balanced. Ah. Of course, in this picture, she's not, she doesn't have her eyes open. Whoa. Try to minimize her a little bit. <laughs> it's like enormous Gracie. She is very strong. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. She is a very strong cat. She, she just has a solid sort of muscular body. Metal element types can be, sorry, I'm trying to minimize her, but metal element types can be uh, angular. That's one way I've seen them described strong, angular, uh, tall, or long. That's kind of how she is. She's kind of a small cat, but she's pretty angular. Very muscular, very, like, she can jump. She's, she just, yesterday, a few weeks ago, she turned 11, and she can still jump extremely high and do all these athletic things, and she's just always been like that. She has a very shiny coat. So that, you know, is one of the examples of having a good balanced metal element. She is vocal, but not overly vocal. 
So metal element types are kind of, um, they're, they're not overly social. So I talked about fire element and earth element. Those were the last two that I did. And they tend to be more social types. The metal element isn't, <laughs> sorry, I, let me put her over here. Metal element types aren't quite as like social. They can be a little bit more introverted. And she's sort of like that. She She's kind of more the typical cat who wants attention when she wants it. Except she's, a, I would say, a little bit more introverted than some cats. She is meticulous. And that, so some of these things I take from human information about metal elements. So I went to school and studied acupressure for animals. But then you continue to learn because uh, Chinese medicine never ends. You never stop learning with it. So you're reading texts and watching videos and, you know, learning. And a lot of it is going to come from human stuff. So you have to think about it. You know, how does this apply to animals? She, they, they tend to be, um, when you think about a person, I have heard them described as more like meticulous. So, uh, liking structure, uh, being more disciplined and she's like that. She likes things to be clean. She's, she can get a little bit off balance when she starts to clean the dog's fur, which they don't like. Um, she can get a little obsessive about that. And if I don't clean her potty box on time, she's screaming at me. Like she's very vocal about it. So that kind of, to me, is that meticulous nature. When it comes, you know, this isn't really a cat so much, but when we think about training and dogs, for instance, or horses, for instance, liking structure in their training, liking to do training, I think about my German Shepherd. He's not metal element, but this would be a dog who really likes to do uh, they're training on a certain schedule, likes things done a certain way. They like, they enjoy that kind of, um, that type of structured training or just their life being more structured. And if it gets out of control, that animal might be trying to sort of take over the training, trying to control it. So that would be an out of balance metal element. For instance, if a horse is trying to control the, the, the walk or the, the training, same with a the dog, they're trying to control their walk. Um, that could be a sign of metal being out of balance. And just not being able to be flexible with it, being too rigid with it. They tend not to get sidetracked, so they can be very good for training. So these might be good, you know, police dogs, you know, dogs that, that are good for, for working. Dogs maybe that are good for finding people, rescue dogs, that kind of a thing. They, in balance, are calm. Out of balance, they would be anxious or tense. Um... Aerobic exercise can be good for this type of individual or pet. So, um, you know, getting the lungs going and working. Um, I was actually listening to a practitioner who does videos, very good uh, 
human practitioner I listened to, and her po- I'll have to list it below. It's the acupressure, acup- no, it's the Chinese medicine podcast, but she does videos. It's not just on podcast. And she was talking about thinking in terms of how important not just herbs and acupuncture would be because of the lung aspect of this, thinking about breathing exercises and, you know, even like Tai Chi kind of stuff, strengthening the lung, things like that. So an animal that maybe has that out of balance lung element, you know, as long as your, uh, your vet is okay with it, maybe increasing their aerobic activity could be helpful to them. The optimal flow of chi, so that energy is for lung, 3 to 5 a.m. And for large intestine, it's 5 to 7 a.m. So all of these organ systems of the body have optimal flow of chi times. There's a, a, a clock that, you know, it's the regular 12 to 12 clock, 24-hour clock. And those are the, everything has a two-hour window. So... For lung, it's 3 to 5 a.m. Large intestines, it's 5 to 7 a.m. Now, most people aren't up at this time to do acupressure on their pets. There is the theory that if you do the opposite, so you do like 3 to 5 p.m., but then you're getting into like bladder. So I don't know. There's just a theory that, you know, some feel that that could be fine too. Um, But if you're up at 3 to 5 a.m. and you want to do acupressure you could do that. Maybe you have a schedule like that. Or 5 to 7 a.m. isn't bad, maybe if you're up for large intestine. And then I can see how that would still help with lung because it's connected to lung. So go for the 5 to 7 (laughs) a.m. Also, food can come into this. I don't really focus too much. There's some good reading material out there. I keep forgetting to talk about that. There is, um, I think it's called the Yin Yang book for pets or something like that. I need to list that in my description. I'll try to remember to do that. But I've read that for, um, I try to think about this with my own pets, but I don't go so much into it. It Hasn't been a big thing of study for me, so I can't talk extensively, but food, green veggies, being careful with snacks, white foods. I've read such as mushrooms. Of course, you need to make sure you're feeding your pets the right mushroom for pets. You don't want to give them the wrong ones. Um, Oh, cool. Uh, so foods can be certain, certain foods for certain types can be important. If there are any questions, definitely feel free to pop in and let me know. I forgot to say that. And another just to mention thing that can go on with the other end of sort of the personality traits would be sloppiness. So an animal that's just sort of really sloppy with their training and not paying attention. And, um, it, it doesn't quite apply so well, that personality, uh, characteristic to pets, but I think it's something you'd sort of sense better about your pet. If you want to call them sloppy, um, instead of meticulous, So as far as 
my descriptions and sort of explaining. That's pretty much it as far as the elements go, but I'm going to show you some acupressure points. And I also wanted to mention a book, books and information videos, classes through Tallgrass Institute for Animal Acupressure. That's where I went to school. If you want to learn more, I have these little charts that I made. <laughs> they have really great stuff. I made these myself. Um, I have a discount link in my description below. You kind of have to scroll down, but if you're interested in any of their materials, look down there and you'll find that. Um, I think it's a code, promo code that you can use. So I'm going to, where's my, show you these points. Okay, so I just need a little drink here. Okay, bye-bye, let's see. Okay. Um, oh, yes, my pictures that didn't, that went away. They rebooted, okay. Got to bring those in because I want to show you these charts and show you the acupressure points. I apologize. Uh, I don't know. I if um, <laughs> why does my new dog bark at me while I shower? That's Carly Joe. I do do. Are you talking from an animal communication or a behavior standpoint? Because I do do animal communication on the show, if people want to do that, um, I can probably do some of that at the end. I just need to get through this, and then we could I could check in. But they might. Uh, oftentimes, it has to do with some kind of anxiety. If that's a new dog, um, that may be almost like a separation anxiety. Like they're worried about you. That's what I have found anyway. Almost like, yeah, where are you? I'm worried, you know. Okay. I'm just bringing in all my skeletons. I have three points I'm going to show you, and I just want to get them loaded here. Sorry about that. Okay. So the first point I'm going to show you just went away is lung one shrink it a little bit here Okay, there I am. Okay, so this is lung one, also called Zong Fu. This is the lung meridian, I'm sorry. Going, so it starts up here. I'm not sure if you can see my little hand. 
I'm pointing. Um, I, could someone tell me if you can see the little like mouse hand? I'm pointing to that chest area and trying to show you how it traces, how it goes down the, the meridian. But you can see it anyway. I just wanted to like point to it, but. Uh, it starts up there, or, or I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. It starts here in this chest and area, and it goes, makes a little curve up, comes all the way down to the wrist. On the inside, you see it sort of flows inside the arm, and then it continues down. The reason that I put it like this, where it says both medial, um, which is the inside, um, is you can't really see so well the this uh, if you're looking at the dog on the right I just wanted to be able to show okay so you can't see the mouse okay um, yeah I wanted to be able to show you that that line continues all the way down the inside so it doesn't switch kind of looks funny the way I showed it but anyway Okay, so this point is called, if you were to translate it into English, it would be called Central Treasury. And I'm also going to show you this on my skeleton. This point isn't too difficult to find. It's located on the first intercostal space, so that means between... Um, right underneath the first rib, so between the first and second rib. That's the intercostal space. Thank you, Melmac. <laughs> I do. I have a lot of stuff on my um, site, and I have things in, you know, little list playlists, so sometimes that helps to um, find things. I try to keep them organized. So this point helps with regulating and tonifying the lung. It helps for clearing heat. It helps with that descending of lung chi. Remember I mentioned that? You're pulling in that chi, the air, and you want the chi to descend. Um, so it also benefits lung. Um, uh, Carly Jo, Mel was just saying that I have, when, when Mel was saying I, there's a library, just meaning that there's a lot of videos here on YouTube on my channel that you can go back and watch. And I have them in playlists. So if you want to look, I have one that says like animal communication, acupressure, massage demos. I'll put that at the end. You'll see cards that come up at the end and I'll put that playlist there. And I'll also put it in the description below. That has like all the things I've demonstrated. So asthma, it can help with immune system regulation. And then because of its location, shoulder or thoracic pain. So it's interesting with these points, they can help with both the location. So if it's like near that point on the body, that acupressure point can be helpful, but then also have be helpful for things like, you know, that are more, uh, you know, I don't know what the word, like not so tangible, I guess maybe the word would be, like regulating and tonifying the lung, clearing heat, um, promoting the descending of lung chi versus the shoulder, you know. 
Um, oh, thank you, Carly Joe. I'm so glad that you subscribed. Thank you for doing that. Uh, YouTube will take one away. They like to do that for me. They, <laughs> they have a funny... YouTube is... Oh, they are fun. Let me tell you. I've had a battle with them. Add one, take one away. They also haven't been notifying people, but I've heard that's been happening to a lot of people. They don't notify people that you're going live. So that's an issue. So um, this one's kind of easy to locate, but I'm going to show it to you. Um, so this is not your clavicle. It's your first rib, so it's lower. Um, I'm going to make myself bigger. I think I am. <laughs> Love it. Well, there I am trying to show you on this skeleton. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, what's going to happen if I get rid of that guy. Yeah, I thought that might happen. Um, I can't get myself back. Good times. Current application. I may be very tiny for the rest of this. Oh, there we go. Okay. So, um, <laughs> this is my handy skeleton. And I kind of wish he wasn't on this like base thing. This thing, it kind of makes it harder. So between these, this first rib and, the, and I know this little like bar doesn't help either, but between the first and second rib is that first intercostal space. And you also, so it's a little, it's not close to the sternum. It's not close to the middle. It's kind of coming out a little bit. There's a certain, there's a way to do measurement in traditional Chinese medicine. It's a little complicated. So I'm not going to get into the exact specific soon it's called on here, but if you go over from the top of the humerus, the bone right here, where the big part right here, it's sort of even with that. And depending on how your animal is, like the position that they're in, um, you know, I'm a human, so it's a little harder to think about it that way, but try to go as going across from there. I hope that makes sense. If any of this doesn't make sense, please feel free to, to just post that in the chat if you have a question. And so once you get there, you're going to be doing um, pressure not too hard.
And you can do that with, so if you're, so your animal's probably going to be lying down when you do this. Normally they're like lying on the couch or on their little bed or whatever. So no, it does not have to be on the left side. In fact, you usually should, I always forget to say this. Thank you for asking that question. You actually should do this on both sides. I, I feel like my screen is not showing your comment. It's showing like a weird background, but the question was, does it have to be on the left side, both sides? So, so first you do one side and then you do the other side. Thank you for asking that. So, <laughs> so let's just say that your pet is like lying on the couch and I'm going to put this up cause the head's going to like fall off if I did, or something or turn. But if your pet's lying on its side, then you're, you find that spot and then you're probably going to be using your pointer finger for this spot. So some, sometimes we use a thumb, sometimes we use our pointer finger, and sometimes we make like a little tent like that, if that makes sense to you, seeing that there. And we do a pressure that's pretty light. You do not have to press hard at all. Um, and first, I forgot to say this too. You do want to let your pet know that you're coming in to do this with intention. So when you approach them, you can do a little bit of animal communication. So just taking a deep breath, connect with yourself. So if you're kind of like in your head and thinking about something else, or you're watching TV or listening to whatever, a show or whatever, um, just come to your own center, take in a few deep breaths, connect in with yourself before you go to do this with your pet, because pets or animals are so sensitive to our energy. We don't want to be putting that energy onto them, so to speak, or transferring that to them. And on top of that, they may not receive it very well and they may not, uh, this is more intentional than just petting them. So they may leave, they may not stick around for it. So you should ask them before you do acupressure with them if they're willing to receive the acupressure. Most animals will be happy to receive it. Um, yeah, <laughs> no tension allowed. <laughs> um, so it, it actually helps us, I think, to do this stuff. It reminds us that, oh, wow, I'm really like in my head. I'm, I need to calm down or whatever. You know, I need to take a few deep breaths and ground myself. I find that acupressure is great for that. It helps doing that with my pets helps me. So when you approach them, just let them know that you want to do this with intention. The animals will pick up on things a lot more than you may um, believe. Animals pick up on our thoughts and our feelings all the time. They're very sensitive to us. So just trust that they're picking that up. And when you pet them, you're going to do a more intentional, uh, just kind of going from their head, but more of an intentional pet down the length of their body. You can go down the side of their leg, down to their paw, and do that three times. And you can do that each side. Just get a sense. You know, it's all, this is intuitive. So you know your pet, and you'll know when they're ready to begin. When you press that point, you're going to press it for 30 to 60 seconds approximately. You may find that you feel uh, drawn to do more of like a circular motion. 
but you'll know that your animal's done when the energy has shifted, when the energy has moved. So maybe the, there, there might be an energetic block. You may be, um, you may be moving the energy so that the energy picks up or it may help it to subside a little bit. It may be too much. So when the animal's done with that point, you may notice that they lick their lips. They may yawn. They may stretch. They may roll over, just change position. They actually might just walk away. They might lick you. You'll, you'll know your pet and you'll know when they're kind of over that. And if the animal does not want to receive acupressure, just let them, you know, if they walk away, then maybe try it again later. Okay, so that was our first point. All right, so I'm going to bring up our next one. like I'm still there. And it's going to make me small. Okay. It's easier. Okay. So our next point is uh, lung seven, Lee Q. So I'm not sure I'm saying that great. I try to do my best to look these things up and try to say them right. And I apologize to anyone who's feel like I'm murdering the language. Lung seven is also called broken sequence in English. That's the English translation. Sorry, I'm just bringing up my... Okay, so this point is, it's a, actually a really powerful point. Um, it's very popular to use when an animal has like a persistent cough or um, a sore throat. And it often helps with like also head and neck issues. Um, for people, they might use it for like migraines and that kind of thing. Of course, check with your doctor. I'm not a doctor, blah, blah, blah. You need to make sure that you're doing all that stuff. Um, but it can also help with toothache pain um, and also pain and weakness of the wrist. And of course, if the animal has had some kind of an injury to their wrist, you definitely want to make sure that you're not like um, aggravating that injury or that spot. Um, it would be something you'd want to make sure, you know, check out with your vet if it's okay at this point to, to use this point to help with that area for that. Um, Okay, and it's also said to improve circulation in the brain and stimulate memory. And animals do have, they do get their kind of senior issues too. So keep that in mind. So uh, oh yes, I'm not sure what I said there, but yes, that would be the wrist. I'm gonna show you this point too. Sorry about that. Uh, no, no, you're fine. I'm kind of buzzing along. Um, okay, so lung seven is, I'm going to show you it here, how to find it. Okay. 
So make me bigger. If I were to show you this on this doggy here, you would um it's it's above this kind of bend in the wrist. So on a let me show you on me because I think that would help. Uh, one way of actually seeing this demonstrated for humans is to take your pointer finger and your thumb and do this and where my sleeve up a little bit where your sort of um, pointer finger lands and go over from there so it's kind of on the edge of the bone on the and a lot of things in um, acupuncture, acupressure, they say they're in like the, the valleys, they're in the joints. And so you, you kind of feel when something will like drop in. So um, here, <laughs> trying to show this on the screen is kind of hard on me and on this guy let me show you on the dog again let me go back to dog so it's the inside and it would be above the bend so going up and it's right here And let me pull back the, go back to the um, diagram again, because I think that helps to just see them both. Yeah, in the soft tissue. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. So see in the um, picture here where the red dot is, that would probably help you to look at that again now that you've seen it like on these other things. And it might help to look at it there. Although that's not like perfectly anatomically the perfect diagram, but um Okay, so the next point I'm going to show you now we're moving on to large intestine. This is our final point. Okay, good. I'm glad that makes sense. Okay, this is a large intestine 10 or show San Li and here is the Meridian. I'm trying to move myself smaller so you can see that. There we go. Okay, so you see this runs, it's a bit longer than the one we were just looking at. Ooh, okay, yeah. Um, okay, so this is the, it's, this is medial here. This is at the inner part, but then it kind of goes, it follows along and it turns this way. 
Oh, I keep thinking you can see my little mouse, but you can't. Um, so just follow that red line up and it's going along the front of the shoulder and then it runs up the neck and comes across that line there on the jaw and then up to the nose, see, under the nose and ends. So, um, yes, it's, it's a long one. So this is the point we're looking at though is large. So it's not all the way up there is large. So there's points, by the way, everyone, you, you may know this already, but there's points all along these meridians. I'm just showing you a few points that I think are kind of ones that are stand out to me for what we're talking about. They're, they're all valuable, but I'm just giving you guys like a few. And some of the ones I choose are a little bit easier to translate on video. Some points are a little bit like harder to find, so I choose ones that are a little bit easier to, to find this way. Um, I do my best to do that. <laughs> Some are still kind of hard to see, but yeah. Okay, so. All right, large intestine 10. Okay. All right, so this point regulates the stomach and intestines and reduces digestive stagnation. Okay. All right, and I'm going to show you my guy here. Okay. Oh, you probably need me to be a little bit bigger. Uh, trying to get something off my screen so I can see better. I'm sorry. I'm moving along here. Okay. Um, oh, it also, I didn't mention it. It also helps when the chi is kind of low or deficient. Um, and also helps with gingivitis and generalized weakness. Oh, thank you. I, I'm trying. It's a, sometimes it's hard to translate these on screen, but thank you. Um, and I'm happy to clarify if you ever do have a question. So, okay. All right. This guy, I'm going to make myself bigger. Okay. I'm supposed to just pop up bigger, but it's not working for me. So, um, so this is kind of more uh, lateral or on the outside, this particular point. So you've got this bone right here and then it's coming down and you've got the joint. This is the knee right here. And then 
you're you're coming out here so you see back to the back to that idea on the meridian that it's kind of making that curve where it comes down so it starts to make that bend at the knee it comes down so below the knee you're still though more towards the outside you haven't gone inside the bone yet you haven't gone medial you're still a little bit on the outside and you're, but you're sort of on the front of the bone too. So you're not all the way out here. You're not all the way on the outside of the leg, but you're not all the way on the inside either. You're not all the way on the inside or outside. You're more like here, but you see how this goes boom. Like I was saying before, how things tend to be like those grooves, those, those dips, that's where you're gonna find that point. So let me make myself bigger and show you a little bit better here. So boom. And here, let me do it over here too. So you're coming down and boom. And then same thing, you would do just that pressure, light pressure for, ten, for 30 to 60 seconds approximately, again, using your own judgment with your pet. And, you know, it, it is a light pressure. You don't want to, especially, you know, in that area, think about your own body. You know, you don't want someone like pushing hard or um, like it can be a little bit, I don't know, a little bit more sensitive. Um you know, so it's just a light pressure. You might do a little bit of up and down, like press, release, press for 10 seconds or five, release, just kind of go with the, you know, intuition on it. How firm. So <laughs> this is a hard one to translate on video. Um, I have heard Let me see, how can I describe this? If you were to push, it's basically like think think about it, it is a little bit of just kind of common sense. Like if you're pressing on your animal, if you're not doing it right now, um, you you might not think that it's so like obvious. But when you go to do these points on your animal, you're gonna have a sense of like you know, I'm starting to press on my dog and I don't want to push any harder because that's just too much. You know, it's, it kind of, it's kind of common sense. Like, you know, I think you'll know, but, um, you could try it on yourself first and see how, you know, like that's a good way to kind of judge it too. Try the point on yourself so that you have a sense of, of how much pressure you would tolerate and think, you know, an animal might even be a little bit more sensitive to it. But so I, the, what I would say is less is more though. Keep that in mind with acupressure. It's always less is more. Um, you know, it's always better to try 
a little bit less and then add, even if it's less time and then add. And you can do this like every couple days. You don't have to do it every single day. You can leave a day or two between and just, um, you know, see how it goes. You might, it, this is where I feel like the animal communication comes into play a lot with acupressure, massage, anything to do with body work. It, it all depends on what your pet is asking for, needs, um, is showing you that they want or, you know, don't want. And I feel that what I have found is that acupressure and massage and all these types of like of body work. Um, good. I'm glad that that's helpful. All these types of uh, body work modalities help us to communicate with our animals better. I find that they help people to connect. Sometimes when people are doing and learning animal communication, they're feeling almost like they're swaying in the wind, like they can't get grounded, they can't connect. It's hard at first. Um, but when you do acupressure, massage, anything to do with body work, and you're touching your animal, you're making that connection. And for some people, it helps them to pick up information and they can feel what their animal is trying to tell them and trust in that trust what your animal is telling you about what they're they're um, feeling about what you're doing so it's just being in tune and I feel like this shows us and helps us to grow in our animal communication so ask them too when you're doing this you can say let me know when you're what you like or you don't like or you know let me know how this is and your animals will pick up on that information and they'll be more than happy trust me animals pick up on so much of what we're saying and what we're feeling um, they're just waiting for us if we're not they're waiting for us to uh, to do this intentionally and I'd love to hear how this goes I'd love to hear if people feel like they are picking up more from their pets what they're getting when they're doing this if they feel like it is helping with their animal communication as they're doing this I would be interested to hear that and how this is going for people um, and as I said um, yes they do I <laughs> yeah they tend to know us better than we know them they're picking up on so much that's going on around them and what's going on in our lives. They, they really do. I think you're absolutely right. They know us better than we know them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as I mentioned that tall grass has a lot of resources. It's where I did my acupressure, um, training and they have wonderful charts and books and some of the information I talk about on here, I've gotten from them, of course. And, they're fabulous, wonderful school. They're doing a lot online now. Um, so it's, it's wonderful. Uh, I went out to Colorado and DC for my hands-on stuff, but they do quite a bit now online. I think maybe you still have to do some stuff, you know, in person, but a lot of it you can do online. So, and I do have that discount code down in the description. Um, also, I just wanted to let people know I am, I do have an animal communication course starting in two weeks. If you're interested in that, I have, I'll have a link in the description for that. Uh, that's a group course that's going to be 
starting, I think it's the, uh, the 13th. It's a Tuesday night. Um, I also teach privately. So if people want to do a private course, they can do that too. I just need a drink here. Um, and then periodically I'll do this. I'll do um, group classes. So I have one coming up for fall. Uh, and I didn't know if I answered the question about the dog in the bathroom uh, <laughs> who's getting upset. If you felt that that made sense. I didn't see what you said about that. If that kind of seemed like it fit or if you wanted me to check in with them. But I will be back. Uh, I had I got sick, which really applies to Metal Element. Um, this is very fall, me getting sick. It happens every September, right around my birthday, which was yesterday. I'm almost always sick, uh, on my birthday. This year I was sick the whole week before and not COVID luckily, but I was rather sick and my husband even got sick and he doesn't get sick easily. So I do this like every, every fall, it's like a metal element, you know, change of season, respiratory, all that stuff. So we have to really make sure that our immune systems are up and keep in mind, uh, you know, what they're saying is that because so many of us have been like sequestered, you know, like locked away and not around each other so much, our immune systems just aren't as great right now. They're not as used to being exposed to things. So we really need to be uh, mindful of that. It's easy. I guess they're saying like, people are saying, oh, this is the worst cold I've ever had in my life. Um, a lot of people are coming down with stuff. So make sure you, you keep your immune systems going. Um, I appreciate all of you being here. And if you have any questions or comments, please put them below. Love to hear how this is working for people in the comments. And you can always find me at, I forgot to put my, yeah, things just weren't, um, <laughs> I didn't have my overlay as they call it with my information here below, but this is me. The Animal Intuitive Show. There's always going to be something not right here. That's how it, how it works. But the Animal Intuitive Show. You can find me at intuitivetouchanimalcare.com. And do I avoid metal stuff, or how do you detox? Do you mean like associated with the fall and metal element? I haven't ever thought of that as I actually might think you'd be like in theory more, I don't know, strengthened by it, but I, I don't know how to, I don't know if I could say that for sure. I, that's an interesting question. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, in the fall detox, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't so much... You know, I use a lot of things like essential oils and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what that means. Food, like avoiding metal in food. I'm not sure what that means. I'm sorry. Um, but I'm not sure what that meant, Mel. With the, do I avoid metal stuff or how do you detox? food. 
I'm not following. I'm sorry. Like heavy metals, are you talking about? That get into our systems? Is that what you mean? I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I think about my canine felines to additives. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm a big believer personally in raw feeding. It's not for everybody. Um, and I, I know it's not for everybody, but, um, there's a lot of information out there that, you know, it's, um, purer, more biologically appropriate. Yeah. Food additives in general. Yeah. Definitely want to avoid. Yeah, definitely. And for us too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. So this season, I think I get what you're saying. So yeah, in the fall season, um, it is a good time to, to, uh, you know, make sure we're really being careful about what we put in our bodies and, um, especially because it is like, if you think about this and what we're talking about here with traditional Chinese medicine, it's a time to gather, take in and prepare for the winter. So what you're taking in, you, you want it to be good to set yourself up for the winter. Well, to lay that good foundation. Yeah. Simple, the better. Yeah. It's probably a good, a good way to put it. Yep. So I feel like I did miss some comments about animal stuff. I saw that there's, um, two spade feline girls are older on the farm here. They all of a sudden become super attention needy, losing part of the land to develop, oh, to development. What can I do to help them through this? Thanks. Um, two spade feeling older and the from here, they super attention needy. Um, so if you're feeling like, do you feel like they are, is the development on your land, um, obvious? Like, I mean, do you feel like the two felines are aware of it? Like, is it, or is building going on currently? Or is it being talked about? Because that could be um, definitely maybe making them act that way, more needy, if they're feeling concerned about something like that, like a change. And it's both of them. That's really, yeah, that, that would make sense. Um, I would reassure them. I mean, I would definitely use the animal communication and sit with them and, and talk to them about what's coming and let them know. Because when we, just like humans, we, we often feel better when we understand what's happening. So if they're sensing that there's change coming, then, and they don't understand exactly what's going on, 
that could be the root of what's happening. And I feel like it does have something to do with it. Yeah, they're losing their territory. They're huntress felines. Yeah. Um, makes complete sense. Um, so you can talk to them about it and let them know that, that that's going on if you feel confident to do that. You know, if you, and I feel like I, I want to say like, you know, everybody can do that. Everybody can communicate with their pets. They just, just sit with them. You, I get the feeling Mel that you, you have the ability to do this from what, just because of your, the way you talk, that it's something you're kind of doing. Um, yeah, you still have so much to hunt on in your opinion for them. They may just be sensing the disruption and it might be making them nervous. That's kind of what I'm getting because they don't understand completely that, like, what's happening. So if you just show them, what I would do with animal communication is show them the property, visualize it, and show them, it's almost like a video you're playing. Show them the property and then show them part of the property getting cut off for development. Show them that they're going to build this stuff. But make it clear that there's a limit, there's a boundary, and that that's going to stay over there. And that they have all this land over here. And so you're, you're reassuring them that this isn't like everything's going to change. And they understand what's happening. If that makes sense. Um, it's really just with animals the same as people. They like to know what's happening. It really often can just switch things quickly. When Once they understand what's going on, then behaviors can change, sometimes very dramatically, very fast. But certainly, um, they'll, they'll always be safe at house. Okay, so they're inside, indoor, outdoor. Yeah, and show them that they have your house too. Show them the safety of your house and that you still have your house even while that's over there. That stuff, whatever that is that's being built over there. That's over there, but they still have the cover. It's also nice to do this when you're doing acupressure. Uh, it can be a good time at that moment to do the animal communication or like right after if you're feeling like you're concentrating on the point or whatever. Um, right after that, because they're in the, they're going to be in a more balanced state at that point. Uh, <laughs> you know, if that makes sense, the, the cheese kind of more moving and they're going to be more receptive and probably more relaxed, reassuring, but they're faster than I am. <laughs> Yeah, well, if you can't catch them, then just sit with them, maybe. If you can't do acupressure with them, maybe just uh, sit with them or near them. And you don't always have to be with them either for animal communication. That's why I do animal communication at a distance here. Um, and certainly if you wanted me to talk to them too, um, you know, I can do that. Next week I have a, I'm probably tonight a little bit getting a little too too wary and I always like to be a little bit make sure I'm on point and not too tired when I do animal communication but um 
next week I have a guest coming and I'm not sure if I'm going to have time to do animal communication, but the week after I don't think I have anything and I'll just be doing furry Thursdays regular. I've been, um, kind of trying to have a topic because I haven't had as much, um, response with people wanting me to do animal communication. I don't know why. I think I mentioned in a post somewhere like comments that my husband thinks that you're scared of me that maybe I'm going to talk to people about like personal stuff on here and it really isn't meant for that <laughs> um I'm not gonna like drag up your personal information psychically on you know the show I'm really just this is what you want to make of it if you want to take this is just an opportunity a lot of people would come to me and you know they have a question or two questions or they just want to kind of um you know, have an opportunity too with the, the economy. They just want like, they can't afford it right now, but they just want to know a little bit about their pet or just, you know, this isn't like an in-depth, um, hour long animal communication consultation that I'm doing that's private. And, you know, so don't be worried if you want to come on the show. The best way is to email me ahead of time. And with my email is and with an E at intuitivetouchanimalcare.com. It's nice for me to know we can kind of like set it up. You'll send me a picture or you can take your, I like it if you can do live video with your pet, that's nice. If you can't, you can't, but if you can, you can. Um, but it's nice for you to be on the thing so that we can talk. If you don't want your face on it, you don't have to have your face on. You could just put your phone on your pet, um, the camera and video them. And if the animal's not available, you can put, send me a picture ahead of time and then just put the phone down, like, so it's a black screen. Um, so it's nice to let me know ahead of time, but if you don't, or it's a last minute thing, whatever, you, you can always come on the chat and just let me know when I'm doing a regular furry Thursdays that you want to do it. And, you know, oftentimes I do have the availability it's just sometimes I'm doing a topic like this and I don't, you know, I run out of energy or whatever. Animal communication, it's important that you're rested, that you have the right energy flow, that you're not um, too tired when you communicate with animals, especially when you're on a live uh, thing. You don't want to <laughs> be dragging too much. So, hmm. Oh, they're super needy for physical attention right now. Okay. <coughs> yeah, that's, that could be definitely be just the anxiety about this new situation. Um, so I would reassure them. So... I appreciate you guys being here so much and for your chats and your questions and sharing with me what's going on with your lives. Um, and I hope to see everyone here next week. Hopefully my guest will be here. I won't say who it is because you just never know if something's going to get canceled or whatever, but I'll be posting that. And then, um, you know, we'll be, this is normally on Thursday nights. This is on Friday tonight because I was all messed up and my husband wanted me to take off yesterday so that we could do birthday stuff. So, oh yeah, they feel faster, yeah, intuitively. Oh yeah, definitely. Animals are already like, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for sharing that, Mel, because I think that's probably the experience a lot of people have with their pets. So, so thank you so much, everybody. And I guess that's it. And have a good weekend. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.